0: Welcome to a new episode of Hacks and Hobbies, with your host, Janaid Ahmed. Hobbies are passionate little things that we do in order to avoid boredom. And avoiding boredom is probably one of the better ways to use your mind... By picking hobbies. So the hobbies I talked about. That I'm passionate about. Is honeybees. Woodworking. Cycling. videography, Photography. Too many things to list. But. Let's get back to honeybees. Actually. Uh, we talked about honeybees. Starting off. What's happening. I should be getting my. Hive equipment today which is friday since this podcast is recorded so today i was talking to my good friends and i just told them hey my my blue yeti mic just arrived or would be will be arriving today and my cousin's like why why this microphone what does it do like well it's a desktop usb microphone used by a lot of podcasters. I should be using it with my phone, but I don't know if that's possible. We'll research that once I get into it. But one of the cool things about this specific microphone is that it has the ability to switch between four different polar patterns. And you might be wondering, what are these polar patterns? What is a polar pattern? Well, a microphone polar pattern is... This is basically a polar shape or a shape of pattern which enables a microphone to pick sounds from its surrounding area. So there's four different types. Well, there's several different types, of the, but the popular ones are there's an omnidirectional microphone. This microphone is technically used on mo- molar stages. Uh, Most of the times they don't... Uh, An omnidirectional microphone is a dynamic microphone, but you can't quote me on that because i got to do some research if that is even true. So an omnidirectional microphone picks up sound from all of its surroundings. So front, back, top, bottom, you name it. Omnidirectional mic picks it. Of course, it'll pick the sound that's closest to it at a higher quality than something that's farther away. Omnidirectional. The then there's unidirectional microphones. These microphones have um, a single directional force or picking pattern. Where these are used by singers and vocalists um, majorly because when you're singing into a microphone, you don't want any surrounding sound coming through. You just want to capture the vocalist's, the singer's voice in its full dynamic range. So, a unidirectional microphone comes in several different polar patterns. And some of these polar patterns, uh, one of them is a cardioid. The shape of this cardioid pattern is like a heart. The second one is a hypercardioid where it will catch sound from one directional, but it will also catch some sound on the opposite direction. Then there's a shotgun mic, a shotgun microphone, is a unidirectional microphone that's mainly used on cameras, video cameras, the handheld cameras you get, DSLR cameras use shotgun microphones because you're not gonna be up in, in the face of the person talking, so you wanna catch the audio in that direction that you're shooting. So that's where the shotgun microphone comes into play. And then the next uh, is a figure eight. Figure eight microphones, catch sound from two directions, top and bottom, or front and back. So it's, it's uh, useful for interview style where you're standing in front of somebody and so it'll catch their sound and your sound as you're talking back and forth. So those are the main polar pattern that I've learned about so far. There might be more patterns, uh, but these are the major ones used in the industry. Now you might be thinking, well, that's pretty cool. How do I get these patterns on what type of microphones would I need to you know, purchase? Well, there's other levels, other details on the microphone. There's um, dynamic microphones, and then there are condenser type microphones. Condenser type microphones are used by singers, Vocalist, soft-spoken word, because when you're talking, you're talking really softly. So these microphones have to be able to catch all of those low frequencies or high frequencies, whichever one you want to say. And then dynamic microphones are mostly passive microphones. They can record loud sounds like a drum kit will be uh, hooked up. Will be mic'd with dynamic microphones, most of the times, just because they can take, they can um, normalize that heavy sound and give you the crispest quality. Now, all of the stuff I've read around the web, and I'm not quoting anybody, and you, I don't know if you can quote me, but I might be wrong, I might be right, but that's what I've know, what I know so far. that's exciting. So yesterday I finished off uh, talking about uh, biking and the woodworking gear that I'm building. Last night I got some chance to further the progress of uh, cutting up some more wood pieces that would then form the base for my rollers. The bike rollers will go on top of this. So They're at a point where now I need to square them up, drill holes, put screws in, and before I put the screws in, you want to make sure you glue it down. What I did last night, last night, last thing was I clamped the 2x4s together. So hopefully, they'll be straighter today than they were initially. Um, I do need to invest in some good clamps that will help me straighten um, my wood pieces in the future. But what I've got is just a uh, six-inch F clamp that can clamp to these uh, panels and get me going. So woodworking front. So it's good that I start. I use some of my equipment some of my uh, tools to get these things ready because as I mentioned, I already placed the order for my Hive components and the Hive gear. And I was checking UPS today and they said that it will be delivered today. I was like, wow, that's pretty, pretty fast, almost like today. Well, the place that I ordered from is probably five hours away uh they're up north in new york so hey i'm totally um happy to receive this equipment early rather than later um over the weekend i could probably start building the boxes and setting up the frames what i didn't get is a frame builder um i might have to. Borrow one from my in my mentor. Uh, so let's talk a little more, little bit more about hive equipment or hive components. So a typical honey hive or a beehive is uh, there. May there's many different types, but the most popular one is called a Langstroth. A Langstroth is the person who came up with the design and idea for these hives. Uh, these are really cool hives where they're easy to inspect. And these are probably one of the ones that are most acceptable in the U.S. because you have the ability to go into the frames, inspect them, make sure there's no mites problem or whatever, um, just so you're not infecting or, you know, Creating a my problem around around your area. Right then, so the hive bodies are typically nine and five inches deep, and um, the le- the the width and the depth is almost about uh, almost the same. Uh, depending on the 10 frame or an 8 frame. So an 8 frame box will take 8 frames. And then a 10 frame box will take 10 frames. And then you have the depth of, you know, you have a deep, you have a medium. Medium is about 6, six 5 inches. And then there's a shallow, which is 5 5 inches. So why, why are we so specific in these, uh, in these, uh, sizing? Because whenever you're building a beehive you want to make sure that there's bee space all around the area so bees can go and go through these bee space and bee space is anywhere from three-quarter inches to five-eighth inches I'm going to be so wrong on this because I don't remember I just took the class eight weeks ago So bee space is very necessary if. Any of the space is smaller than this minimum B space. Two bees cannot pass through. So what they do is they comb, They basically seal it up and say, "Okay, this is this area is closed. Do not pass through here." So you gotta make sure all the B space. So that's why the dimensions and all of the uh, numbers are so very specific. So. What did I order? Well, let me tell you why I ordered what I did. I, I went with 10 frame medium boxes. And, um, there's deep medium boxes. You can buy deep, uh, 8 frame or deep 10 frame boxes. Now, a deep frame is about 9 inches tall. And it's 18 inches by 9 inches. So, and, Once it's loaded with honey, it can weigh anywhere from 8 to 10 pounds. Most likely 10 pounds because it's a deep frame. So imagine having 10 of these honey-filled frames in one box. That's easily 100 pounds. It's not easy to lug around 100 pounds of honey anywhere. So that's one of the reasons I picked the smaller, medium box. Now, most of the time, you're... Anybody who is harvesting honey, they would usually put a media box for their honey supers. So it ends up, tends to be uh, anywhere from 60 to 75 pounds. So that's manageable, or 60 pounds is the max, I think. I'll have to double check the numbers. Um, but the problem with that is now you've got to deal with medium frames and you got to deal with deep frames anytime you need extra frames you have extras for you'll have you'll need to have extra for both sizes so that's the other reason i was like you know i'm going to do all medium and that's one of the things to instruct the bruce instructed or that's what he does he he's like I, I do i just deal with all medium equipment that way i don't have to worry about do i have enough frames for that box whereas my mentor he does deep boxes for his brood frames, and then he does medium boxes for his um, uh, honey frames. And that's usually the case with, with most people. Uh, they'll do deep boxes, and they'll do uh, medium boxes for supers. So I've got six medium boxes to build. I don't have to build all of them. I just have to build two boxes because that's where the, honey, the hive is going to start. And then i will got to have the other boxes ready so as soon as the population starts growing, I can add in another box, cover it up, put frames in it, and let the bees go to town and, you know, build out the the honey and wax in it. So that's the plan for this weekend. Um, you guys are welcome to send any questions out, and I will be sure to answer them because there's... Um, Honeybee is a pretty, it's getting pretty exciting. Let's see how long I stick with it. It does require a lot and a lot of attention and a lot of maintenance. I mean, not as much maintenance, but you still have to make sure that you're you're feeding the the bees. You're making sure that, you know, there's no mite problem or beetles or any of that. Issue going on. Um, yeah, so that's bees for you. So microphones, got a new microphone to test out. Got to build some bee equipment. Got to finish building this bike roller setup. If you go to dot Com, you can find the article where I wrote almost three months ago. Maybe it was less. I can't remember, but I had started gathering gear back then and just hadn't had the time to put all that together. But I will post a new article with the video and step-by-step step on how I put together the bike roller uh contraption. I think that's it for now. Thank you for listening. Live with compassion. Peace out.